no, seriously, that's genuine. I think you're the man, actually. Like your your energy oh. is awesome. I, I think this is great. It was so much fun to find out about you and just like, yeah, you do say everything that I think and that I know is true. And I just love the way you say it. So thank you for that. And welcome to another episode of Ready Go. Today we have our guest that I personally met over the holidays. And I'm really excited to have, uh, and he's an artist, a gallery owner, a creative consultant, and a community catalyst, um, Pepe Mascoso. Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to, you know, um, find an excuse to get together with other artists and talk about everything, right? I, I think, you know, will be will be great. And if in your practice, at least you have one time or week to hang out with artist friends just to really see where we are because I feel the life of an artist is sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a lonely life then you are creating amazing artwork and sometimes you need to hear from other creative people where they are just for you to ground yourself too because if not we can live in this flying in our ethereal world right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason for this podcast. We both, yeah, our practices are very solo, like most artists. Uh, so yeah, this gives us a chance to meet other artists and just like bounce ideas off of each other and hear how we all think of different things. And the people who are listening, who might not have access to other artists get to just like listen in on these conversations and see how different people are kind of navigating their world, which is, which is always interesting. No, I love it. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, because most of the struggles are so similar across all mediums. And it's the process because every the art comes from inside. So our process, it's always from the body. And then we release it to whatever medium that we use. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 you know, and with the time, you know, as a creative, you create these amazing pieces. You are focusing to bring them alive. And then when you put yourself out, it's kind of like exhibition, selling, blah, 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 kind of like the, the market element, no? <clears throat> Sorry. Because mm -hmm. you forgot them. sometimes in the process, it's not just finalize the piece. It's the journey to create the piece and also it's feeding by friends and artists and help you to conceptualize where you are, you know? Of course, we are not looking for advices or well yeah sometimes we're looking for advices but sometimes we just need to hear points of view you know like oh why you are painting purple now <laughs> or why <laughs> you change from doing portrait to now surreal or abstract world you know sometimes we are trying to find those answers and it's good to someone else remind you that you are changing mm -hmm. but a third person give you another perspective yeah, I think mm -hmm. for me, I, I like to kind of I, I it sounded like you hesitated on saying advice, which I kind of like because I hesitate from giving advice or even asking advice. I actually look for advice more through storytelling. So just like that, mm. I, that's why I'm I'm interested in talking to you. That's why I like talking with Jana, because like through us sharing our stories, it's not really giving advice, but your antenna is up just to hear how other people are doing things or or just to hear other experiences. So it's just an interesting process to like to learn more and get advice in a kind of roundabout way, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm, I hesitate about advice because I give so much advice. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to keep giving advice. I just want to hang out. I just want to hang out. You know, I'll talk with friends. I'll talk as an artist. I feel that one of the things 
one of the hat that you need to wear as a gallery owner is you become a little bit as a coach, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the gallery is focusing on people of color and emerging artists, and they are really in the first steps. Entonces, these amazing artists coming with these beautiful gems, now he don't know what to do with them. Um, they have these pieces under the bed, they have them all over their house, and they don't have any clue how to start. Entonces, kind of like the mission of the mission of the gallery have been kind of like, hey guys, come on, you know, get out of your home, bring those gems out because people are waiting for those pieces mm-hmm. to be seen. Um, this is for me, sometimes the advising element, I love it. I'm not complaining about giving advice. Sometimes I feel that I want to be here as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be here as a Pepe or, and sometimes that, that kind of, that kind of element disappear when you all got like gain titles or you create titles for you as a art producer, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, wow, my God. And when I'm going to talk about me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is, it's, it's good. I like it. But yeah, the advice is, it's interesting how you don't always give and give and share and, you know, like. When is the limit? What is the boundaries? And we talk about this, Anna, you and me, and like mm-hmm. we're always looking for what else we can give to the community and what when is the limit? When is the limit for us to giving, giving, and giving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to know your story. Uh, I want to know everything about you. <laughs> you know, is I I can say I'm a multidimensional person. You know, I by now, now I know from little, I have so much on me. You know, but like when you are a little boy and you are growing and you are a teenager, you are just confused and you feel life is no, it's not normal. Something is different, right? And you're trying to figure out why I don't click with the regular life or the human life. You know, like people finding a job, a career, and you just focus on that and that's it. And this is the story of your life. And I was not like that. I feel that with the time. I have been receiving, I always say it, I receiving calls and calls means something out there is calling me to come to this way. I don't know why is the mission or the idea, why I'm moving to that direction, but my whole life has been kind of like a transition of many things. My first degree is a lawyer and I work as a lawyer for years in banks and firms and living in Mexico, you know, then it's very... Our life is very superficial. You you want to be like, yes, it's my life. I'm doing great. And but I, it never really fit on me. And we talk about this, you San and me, that how Russian communities and Latinos communities, Mexican, we have that element in common, how we is all how we present ourselves, right? Um, and I find out that I, I didn't fit on that. I, I like it in the time. I, I don't want to lie that I was, I love it to always present the best I can and I still have it, but I didn't want to pretend that I'm, I'm this, I'm this person. If I have these things, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not never really fit on me. I'm, I'm no a good guy or a, a successful guy. If I wear Armani or if I drive this car or if my last name is this one, I don't want to be that person because it's very pretentious and empty. This is what really created a catalytic element of me was leaving my country, really, basically, was to cut every attach that I have with 
ideas and I have seen over and over my family trying to keep you in the in the same place to be all together because the, la familia you know like mm-hmm. this concept of we need to be all together and it's like really <laughs> you know like why you know I love you and I love the family but I don't feel that I meet much anymore with all this world and I moved to Canada without any idea what's going to happen and it's when I find out the first instrument to be an artist it was a camera and I found it in a flea market I was I love flea markets I love to go to antique shops I love to find weird things I'm a collectible of weird and antiques and things that have value and they are different because I I, I feel different you know I feel antiques match with me because I feel that I don't I'm not the same mass production person that need to do the same over and over. And Canada was the place. I think Canada was the place that really created the whole transformation because it's when I find now that um, I was in a box, I get out of the box and I found myself and I'm very sensitive, I'm creative, but I never thought about that. I thought that I will be as a lawyer living in a box, following the one, two, three, and Canada was the, push, the explosion that I found creativity. And I started to study to be a chef and a photographer at the same time. I was doing those two things at the same time. Meanwhile, I was working, doing construction or whatever, dishwasher, you know, like you just put yourself in a place and you need to start from zero, you know, from a lawyer to mm-hmm. boom, now I'm, in a, now I'm in a car wash cleaning your car when I was in the window, you know, before I was in the car, now outside of the car, you know, how the things change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel sometimes like uh, people need to experience those things to really create perspectives, mm-hmm. to see from different angles than you are that person too. The person who is washing your car, you can be that person in a certain point in your life. You don't have to be a car wash, when I'm trying to say that, but how sometimes we need to take all these titles and things that you always carrying and remove it and see life in different angles and perspectives just to ground yourself again. And yes, I think Canada created that element on me. And I feel that when I returned to Mexico, then my, my country called me again to return to find out who I am is when when really everything kind of crystallized because I moved to Oaxaca, Mexico. That is mm-hmm. South Mexico. It's a very enigmatic place and energy of indigenous culture are there. And when I moved back to Mexico, I was coming with new things and not just the career of as a photographer or a chef. What happened when you move out of your country for the first time you ask who you are for the first time as a, for me, as a Mexican. What it means to be a Mexican? Now I'm out of my country. I start to understand that I'm building and I have been creating, this persona have been created by these many elements that are part of my culture. But you need to <clears throat> ask yourself, how you your comfort zone, who you are to return and find out who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because at the same time, kind of like, returning to your place or to your country or to your own energy, create the, you resolve and find the answers of many questions. And just returning to Mexico was the best good thing because I've kind of, with all this amount of questions that I have and I create in Canada, put me in a place that number one, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. 
Number two, I'm going to invest in a creative career because at that moment I didn't know what be an artist means. <laughs> and number three, to really find out myself as this new persona that is an metamorphosis. You know, my metamorphosis start when I left my country, when I moved to Canada, and when I start this journey that still happening. You know, I, it's not like mm -hmm. I found it, I'm this person now. No, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> I'm I'm still in that metamorphosis, but I feel artists have this beautiful tool that we can keep transforming ourselves. We are not attached to anything, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, this is how can I how things start to move in my life. And Portland, of course, was the place that really, beep, I'm an artist. Now I can say I'm an artist. And, and it was for a need to, you know, moving to Canada, moving to United States. My first thing that I can do in this community, in this country was to be an artist. It was kind of like the easy thing. I don't want to really do jobs and doesn't really make sense to me. Why? Why I'm gonna put myself in a place that doesn't make sense anymore? And artist was kind of like my tool to as a survival tool mm -hmm. for many years. And I have been working as an artist for the past 18 years. That's kind of like the story how I transform as an artist. Of course, there is more to say, but I just wanna summarize <laughs> it. And yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, you know what. Art gave me is the opportunity to see life in many angles and perspective. And we are creators, you know? One of the things that I have been in my life is learning about philosophy, spiritual things, um, trying and getting into ceremonies of plants that heal you because we need it. We need to really find out what is the main reason to be in this world as a soul. You know, mm -hmm. why this avatar with the name Pepe is mm -hmm. doing all these things, but it's all in base of something that we don't know. <clears throat> we have something inside of us that is guiding us to do and find whatever we need to find in our life to express our superpowers. Mm -hmm. We all have superpowers. And that's the best part, but we need to find them. You know, what are their really superpowers? No. Do you have your superpowers? What are your superpowers? Yeah, I think that's the hard part for a lot of people. I think like, like kind of like what you were saying, going into being, a, or um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but because I had a similar experience. So basically it sounds like going into being a lawyer, I, I always describe it as being on this kind of conveyor belt. And I think a lot of people are on this thing and a lot of people, unfortunately, don't get off. You know, they don't they don't listen to what's inside of them, so they just stay on. And I think something that artists do, or people who end up pursuing art, is that you always have this thing inside of you that you do want to jump off, and it's just a matter of when you jump off. Is would you say that's right, or is that kind of how you felt? Like, did you have this inside of you from even when you were a lawyer and before? Did you always feel this like not fitting in or not belonging until you found like some creative outlet? Yeah. I, I think I get into the, my metamorphosis for that main reason, you know, at the end, we all know that we have a purpose. We all know that we have something else to do. Mm -hmm. It's up to you 
when are you taking this journey? Mm -hmm. We all know we have it very inside of us when we have our own time, when we are out of Papa mode, working artists, we have our own center. And sometimes we are asking ourselves, do I really doing what I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. You know, art is just one way to do what we have to do as a as a soul, as a mm -hmm. human. Mm -hmm. It is just one media and one way to express it. But, you know, in, in Portland, I have been doing seven years radio. I have been doing art community programs and projects, bringing communities together. And I think what I find now with the time, one of my superpowers and the number one that is very strong, I'm a connector. Mm -hmm. That's my superpower. I <laughs> that's what I do that things coming to me in the way that I don't know why I get them you know but with the time is you realize then you connect your power is you know how to move things and come to you they don't meet they don't come to you to keep them I don't mm -hmm. I, I don't receive them to keep mm -hmm. them because that can be very selfish and very a lot of people take advantage of that superpower mm -hmm. I just Move them. And this is part of the advice and what we talked later before is I give so much advice because I received so many things that I need to canalize. Um, part of the advice is telling them, this is the journey. Do this. Move this direction. Maybe that fit. Maybe not. But you need to try it in order to find out if this is the way that you want to be or this is the person that you want to be as an artist. Right? So, yes, we all receive and we all know that there is something inside of us and still knocking the door, waiting for you to ask you, when is the time to really start your own real journey? Mm -hmm. Your journey. Mm -hmm. no. The art journey is one way to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's other elements on us. Are you agree? <laughs> yes. I, yes. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what you're saying right now resonates with me so much just because I feel like this is where I'm at in my life, uh, kind of figuring out exactly who I am and what I want to be doing. Uh, and I could tell you a little bit more later, but yeah, I love what you're saying right now. What do you think of podcasts like this where we're talking to other artists to learn and just see how artists navigate their career and what they go through uh, and give that to the world? We're just getting this knowledge out there. And a free way of supporting this and helping us grow so that more people can learn is liking the podcast, rating the podcast on iTunes, sharing it, comment below. We want to hear what you think. We want to hear who you want on and what you want to hear about. So again, it's a free way to support what we're doing and help us grow so that we can all learn and grow as artists and grow a community. And now back to the show. Pepe, how do you think the uh, medicine ceremonies has helped you as an artist and as a connector? Like, do you think it helped you find your superpower? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, from living in Leon, I have the fortune to have a good amount of friends that they don't want to be the same people as everyone else. And um, from a very young age, I start to try things. No, because I just want to distract myself is because I want to open the files on me to see life in another ways. This is with the time I can say I have been trying many things or healing myself in many ways in order to really open myself 
to create awareness and consciousness of where I am. At the end, I feel those medicines are just to open the doors. Mm-hmm. We don't know to what, because that's the other thing. Maybe for you, Sana, you're on this level in your life, then these medicines or ceremonies will open certain things. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm advanced or maybe you are more advanced than me we don't know but at the end is we are giving us the chance and the opportunity to find out through awareness and consciousness who we are and what is the reason it's coming with the same thing that i just say all these things bring you back to ask yourself what why i'm here mm-hmm. why i'm this avatar now this persona and what is the purpose? You know, a week ago, I do a conversation with an organization called Oregon Humanities. And one of these conversations, I have two. One is everyone can be a leader exploring the non-traditional uh, leadership. And what I always go there, I'm, I'm not like, yes, you can be a leader. You know, like this uh, <laughs> idea of a leader that have titles and move people and everyone is following you. I go with the idea of, you are already, you are a, le- a leader already. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming here to tell you how to be a leader when you are already a leader. It's just up to you if you want to take this option or not. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. Why we need to build ideas and with titles. So if I do this, I can be this. It's not, for me, it doesn't work like that. You know, how many people really create amazing art, business, and projects that they never really went to the school to learn all those things. They Mm -hmm. just know that they have to do it because they assume this leader piece on them and they just do it. And ceremonies and healing plans open you, help you to open yourself to find out who you are, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. My experience was also, it's just, it's almost like you're this egg and you're, or like an artichoke. You just keep peeling layers of yourself that are fake, that are, you know, structured by society. And then you get to the heart of mm-hmm. who is it that your spirit or your energy is, and that's it. And that's the, that's the work that you do in whatever mm-hmm. form. And remember the layers of, the layers that you remove, they are not bad or they're no. not good or bad. You cannot classify it like that because at the end represent a time in your life that you are trying to figure out who you are. And so you can really never see things like, oh, I, I was not a right person in that time of my life, or I was not doing good things. No, <clears throat> you are where you are because you experience those things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You know, think- the layers, yeah. No, sorry. I, I just wanted to build on what you were just saying. I think uh, I do agree that you can't look at these things as good or bad because they did make you who you are. I think the way that I look at it when I when I've done uh, ceremonies like this is, do they serve me anymore? It's not if they're good or bad, but it's now where I'm at in my life. Do certain layers mm-hmm. still serve me today as an adult? Because they mm-hmm. might have when I was a child or when I was a teenager, and they did make me who I am. But do I need them anymore? The way that I have been using this in order to create more conscious or awareness, I feel sometimes we forgot that we need to give them time to relax, 
Your brain mm-hmm. and your body need to assimilate what you experience, and then you wait until you feel that you are ready for the next next step. Mm-hmm. The reality could keep consuming or doing ceremonies or things like that is it doesn't mean that you are growing for every no. experience. Agree. No, agree. No, yeah. you need to take a time to your brain and your soul, assimilate what mm-hmm. you experience it. And then maybe in five years, one year, two months, whatever time, mm-hmm. you are ready for the next step of this infinitive uh, tunnel that we are walking through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are just stairs, you know. Maybe what we are doing now, and this is the funny thing, now who we are representing now, in two more years, it doesn't make sense anymore. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, maybe I'm not gonna be doing art, or maybe I'm gonna be a, the most amazing artist in my own way, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the thing: we cannot get married with nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, because this is just a. Uh, a journey that come on many directions you know life is just like this completely opening yourself to to be a new person and change your life in many ways Mm -hmm. yeah well i guess that'll bring me back to what i was sort of starting introduced before that i i loved what you were saying about doing all of these different things (laughs) and being a connector uh and going through a metamorphosis i feel like i'm going through that right now um Mm. i've been painting so i had a similar journey as you i got into business because it felt like i had to so i was doing like you know i was wearing a suit every day i was doing the whole thing and at the time i was also starting a band we got signed so music was a big part of my life and then i eventually Mm. found uh, or i went back to visual art i did that as a kid and i started doing this full time and now that i've been painting full time i've been having this kind of back and forth as do I want to be painting full time? I need these other things. I still need music in my life. I need, I used to be a software developer too. So I, 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 my brain craves that too. My brain craves doing a podcast like this and connection is very important to me. So now I'm, I'm kind of, that's why I loved what you were saying before, because I'm going through this journey of my own. Do I want to be doing painting 100% of the time or kind of diversify my creativity if that makes sense you know like I need to be doing something like this I love talking to people like you and having conversations with Jana about like different things going on in the art world or different ways that I feel about creativity so yeah kind of figuring out the balance of that you know what do you want to be doing with your life who are you really you know I thought painting was what I wanted to be doing but it sounds like I I, I think that's why I'm I'm like loving everything that you're saying so much because it sounds like you're very similar like you're all over the place it's all based in creativity but it's not just one thing which which i love but but this is the thing you already are there you know you are doing art mm -hmm. you are doing a podcast you just are are doing the things the the thing is how you create a formula that match with your life and Mm -hmm. every piece and of the things that you're doing are connecting in the same formula to create an certain thing. You know, at the end, we don't gonna stop this snowball. Mm-hmm. We start this snowball years ago. And the three of us, that's the best part. The three of us, we can recognize each other in the same type of experiences. The snowball mm-hmm. is rolling. Mm-hmm. Do you wanna stop the snowball? Do you wanna stop the snowball? Oh, hell no. Start another- <laughs> <laughs> Entonces, you are already in. 
is how your formula works and the way that function and you can have the time to do all of them. Because mm -hmm. yes, okay. I cannot just be an artist. Yeah, that, that's so, for sure. Okay, so so tell me this without giving me advice. <laughs> <laughs> With, just through storytelling and no advice because i don't want your advice how do you do all of this it sounds like you're doing a lot of things it sounds like i mean i i don't know how your your finances are but it sounds like you have a good handle on everything you're doing and you're able to support yourself so i guess talk to me a little bit about that you know i'm i'm still asking the same question as you really the reality God, I damn it <laughs> i was looking for some advice here you got nothing for me <laughs> No, you talk that I should talk as Pepe. <laughs> what do we have you on for? <laughs> no, okay. The reality is that question is never gonna end. I know. That that's the thing, is you need to be happy asking yourself all the time why you are not in the place that you're supposed to be, because you are in the place, but you're gonna keep asking that question because more things are coming to you. That's the truth. You don't never gonna find a place and you are like, yeah, finally this journey ends. No. I'm everything. I have a lot of money in my bank and I'm happy. No, that's really mm -hmm. you're gonna kill yourself. That's what you're really gonna do. And the moment and the moment that you stop to ask this question, how I'm gonna be the next element or the next thing of myself or the next layer of myself. It's when you kill yourself. You, I think as a creative, as soon as we put in ourselves this beautiful gift that life gives us to create whatever we want, it's unstoppable. The only thing can will stop you will be something that needs out of your hands, something that you cannot control, like sickness or something happened that is very strong. But at this point in your life, just enjoy this beautiful gift because really it's a gift. Not many people have the opportunity to be a creator. And you know, and and, and my learning of philosophical things like that, you know, I'm coming from a Catholic culture. I'm not Catholic anymore because fortunately I get into myself to learn about theology different type of religions and um, and with the time I find out that art have one thing that no many other things have it's a direct connection with the divine mm -hmm. you have one connection to connect with this greatness and bring this beautiful energy and you become a creator. You become a God because we are all God or whatever yes. name you want to put it. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to create stereotypes, but this is the part that humanity for God is how we connect ourselves to the divine energy to become a creator and represent this energy that is in constant change. Mm -hmm nothing stay in the same place energy move and we transform because energy transform that's why you are not the same pe person an hour ago now mm -hmm. and in an hour really we are in a constant transformation this is the reality is i'm you're gonna keep asking this question or you can tell yourself i don't want to continue this journey find a job and you put yourself in that personality and you forgot everything about you gain now it's as simple as that mm -hmm. 
Do you want to sacrifice everything that you create for years? Or you want to just put them all together as a formula? Then you find the time, you organize yourself to put energy on all these things. I need to be a gallery owner. I need to do exhibitions for people that I represent. I need to create art to do my festivals. I'm applying for grants to do bigger projects in the future. And blah, blah, blah. And you keep... And it's what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. One day maybe it's not going to be as heavy as it is now. But this is, the, this is the part that we... As soon as you assume this personality, you accept it or you leave it. Mm -hmm. There is no middle point in, in this. Yeah, I, I really resonate with that because I decided last week during a, a meditation, like it just something, something that <laughs> kind of, <laughs> kind of um, the understanding that I got was that it's a commitment to a process and a practice. That's it. Because all of our stresses, anxieties are all set in the future and no one can control the future. We stress about what is going to be in a, in a year you know, like how much money is this painting going to make? The moment you remove yourself and you just commit to a practice in whatever sphere, painting, um, podcast, whatever you are, you are here and now and just commit to this practice and then beautiful things unfold. It's almost when you start worrying and have this anxiety, you stop the energy flow. And I've, I'm now finally realizing this with what it is to be a full-time artist the, the commitment to the practice. I realized that with our business, with the business that I used to have, and it transformed my business. Two years I was struggling. And then I realized that and I started acting and stepping into the daily practice and it just blossomed. And I'm finally, and I forgot that. And yesterday I was like, okay, this is it. Like I, I understand now. <laughs> so it really resonates we with all me. We all forget that part, you know, and the Japanese yeah. philosophy always remind us that it's not the yeah. goal, it's the process. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. We are not doing what we are doing to get a goal, it's to enjoy mm -hmm. the process to get there. That's the real life. That's, that's the real, that's the honey of life. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that process mm -hmm. to move to that direction. But the capitalist system always yeah. put us in this mindset that I'm going there. I'm going to be millionaire. When I get there, everything is going to be perfect and happy and the magic going to happen. No, you are losing the magic of life already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. magic is the honey of the process. When mm -hmm. How many times do you say, oh, as soon as I have this, everything's going to be fine. How many times we get there and we still feel empty? Mm -hmm. And we feel empty, not because we we want more, it's because we also lose the track and yes. the beauty of the mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. How much, how much, how, how, for how long we're going to keep telling ourselves that we are not happy because we are not there when we are already there? Yeah. What yes. I told you. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Uh, yeah, man. I want to give you a hug right now. You say everything that's like, <laughs> I <don't. laughs> no, I mean, really, you say everything that's like in my heart and I know is true and uh, it does come through and it is truth. Like, I know what you're saying is truth. And then I have my negative layers of looking too far into the future and like financial things, which, which I hate, but you are 100% true. And the thing about loving the, the process, that is key. If you're not loving the process and like what you're currently doing today, 
you have to fall in love with that. Otherwise it, it's going to be impossible to do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the truth. And it's an endless, the, the, the reality is we're in a maze, you know, and sometimes we feel lost in this maze of many options. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is what I talk with my therapist most of the time, you know, I like, you know, and now again in the maze. And what does the maze mean? We create this constantly narrative and ideas and blah, blah, blah. And we keep telling ourselves things that maybe we should stop saying ourselves those things. Mm-hmm. Because the reality, we create this maze, then we forgot to find the beauty of being here in this moment, in this process to find the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? But at the same time, what is the light at the end of the tunnel, right? That's your what is dead. the light at the end of the end? <laughs> maybe? Yeah, because maybe I mean, for me, it's like <laughs> I'm, well, I'm trying to keep myself grounded in the now. And that's like, a, or, and it's still a practice. It's not, you know, some days I'm like, yes, I want to be this and this and this. And then I have to keep reminding myself. So I printed yesterday this um, thing to me, like a visual a visual uh, thing that I can just look at. Yeah, bring yourself here. It doesn't matter. Like bring yourself here, yeah. And I don't know what you think about this, but I also think women have that superpower very strong and compared with men's. I feel women mm-hmm. can return to your center easily than men's. Number one, because I feel as a mama's, because mm-hmm. you, you bring kids, yeah. you have been learning the process to be on yourself and your body. Uh, you have so many emotions and you need to constantly handle it and understand mm-hmm. why you are mm-hmm. feeling what you are feeling. Women have those things, you know, I, I, and, and, and sometimes I like, oh, my God, I would love to have that superpower that mm-hmm. you gain without asking because yeah. that's the nature yeah. of your yeah. being. You know, as a mm-hmm. woman, you don't have any difficulties to find those. Of course, I imagine sometimes you find confusion and you keep asking mm-hmm. yourself, but women's always center, always they are here. They are the mamas of everyone, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> You're right. I can bring, I definitely can bring myself back very quickly when I catch myself doing it and bring it back. And I actually teach my kids to ground themselves in, in certain things that maybe like learning their own way to ground themselves, of course, but because it's stressful in their schools too, sometimes with uh, teenagers and yeah. yeah, it's a good skill to have. I know, <laughs> but uh, are you a papa too? Uh, you have kids or? So I am with a woman who has kids uh, or okay. a, a kid, a six-year-old boy. Uh, so this is a little bit new for me, but it's been a great learning experience. I mean, it's been, you know, more than a year now and there definitely is something to having a child in your life that you learn a ton about yourself and mm-hmm. about how you were parented and how you can reparent and negative things in your life that you don't want to pass on. So like, it is a very reflective process, I would say. And it's helped me, I know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've learned a ton from from her and from her son. It's it's insane. For me, being my papa have been uh, one of the pieces, the biggest pieces to me to understand who I am. You know, I, I coming from a culture and a family that they want to be controlling you all the time, mm-hmm. all same. the time. Same. Um, same. Um, I don't know. And I don't know if you are, have the same experience, but we also part of the generation 
then they use violence to control you and make mm. you think that you need to be in certain ways in order to fit in their own life. And they also experience those things in there. You know, my papa and my mama also experience those abuse. Probably worse. And they just project. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they just projected to me because they didn't know how to be different. Mm -hmm. But I feel us, and you are also included with this, Hannah, we are part of the generation that we just change those patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not trying to repeat what our parents give us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they were wrong. They give us so many good things. Absolutely. But at the same time, they use, they use techniques. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> that they were not the most practical ways to educate your kids and now with my daughters it's kind of like with this amount of things that I have in my life how can I be this person for you mm -hmm. how can I be a papa mm -hmm. that give you all these experiences and insight that make sense because it doesn't matter I come and approach to them I'm, I'm approaching to you they don't get it they like like what yeah. are you talking papa <laughs> you lost your mind dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm yeah. a little bit cuckoo now <laughs> but you know you know you, you cannot say too much because they are not still at the level that they will get everything you say right so, mm. i think be a papa put me in a place then i remove part of my ego mm -hmm. And I think that's what really becoming a papa or mama give you is you you don't think about yourself anymore. Now you need to think about someone else too, mm -hmm. and what are their needs. And just having a kid in your life kind of give you the perspective of how you want to see humanity, how you want to change things. Mm -hmm. Because at the end, they're going to stay. I'm going to live sooner than them. Yeah, you know, like when that the time, the real the time is mm -hmm. is how it's supposed to be. And just what they gonna be when I left and what are the things that I will love and they can share to someone else in the future. I don't know if they're gonna be mamas, but in case there are no mamas, just friends and family and how they can influence people through the things that you do in your life just to give them those tools, right? Mm -hmm. And just change, you know, I think this is what helped me to center myself like what is next for them for them not for me yeah. for me I'm, I'm in this journey now mm -hmm. and i'm having very highs and downs all the times nothing but also, is steady also for you because i think we are of a generation that parents today are lucky to have the language that we have and the understanding and being uh reflective on our past and how we speak to children or people around us so I think you being so conscious of what you want for them and what you want to pass on for to them and what you don't want to pass on to them also helps you as a person too, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they are coming in a generation that they already have so many words, really. They are in a place that they have so much information and they don't know how to handle so much information and that coming with now they have the words to describe themselves in ways that maybe they don't understand mm -hmm. and they are in a place and sometimes I see it with my daughters and then sometimes I be, need to be very cautious because they are checking everything you say mm 
they really canalize information uh, in ways that we didn't understand. And now maybe we are in that point, but they see in another layer. Oh, yeah. Because now they're thinking, mm -hmm. they're thinking about race, gender, you know, like so many things that for me is like, Oh my God, I need to be very cautious because me as a papa yeah. can make a mistake saying something that mm. it doesn't matter. I feel that I'm mature and conscious and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Doesn't fit with their way to see life now. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's the beauty of art, coming back to the art. Mm -hmm. Art is a universal language as mathematics and many other ways mm -hmm. and me doing art at least i find out that people can connect with ideas and perspective of how i see life um, and it's not me telling them it's them understanding through my art how mm -hmm. i see life mm -hmm. right how i create these storytelling pieces and have a little reminder or a little message um of course it's me and they ask me uh, are you portraying your own personal stories? And they're like, no, I'm trying to talk about the stories that we all experience. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. what is different, the story of me, of you, you know, like that's the other thing. There are stories that we all share. Mm -hmm. There are things that we, you, you both of you just, just said, we all are making sense now in this conversation because we, what we have in common are the stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than resonate and both and of the three of us and this is at the end art is still a storytelling element to connect with the stories that we all feel connected mm -hmm. what do you I, think uh what's the significance of using children in your work i've never asked you this <sighs> i was a very playful child and uh, it's when I start to notice that my second superpower is a storytelling. When I was a child, I didn't know that I have a storytelling gift on me. With the time, I started to use in different layers of uh, pieces like photography and then the cartooning elements of the characters. And then the writing is when bing, something may click and I start to see how as a little boy, I was creating these stories, not just playing with my toys. Mm -hmm. So is, I use kids or little girls and boys as part of my artwork because they allow me to play with the imaginary world than the kids experiencing as part of the everyday gift that they have when they come mm -hmm. to this world. You know, you see, remember mm -hmm. your little girl and boy hearing them to play about many things and they are just fantasies, but they are not fantasies. They are, it's, it's very hard to describe this because how you really uh, make sense with this, but they were really kind of like a futuristic. They were really, and they ambition things. I think kids ambition things and uh, we, kill these ambition mm -hmm. elements because we totally. think that they are just playing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, plain and, that's, is... and that's when we put them back on the conveyor belt. Yep. Yep. But now we are playing. You're playing with your art. Yeah. The reality, you, you don't call it toys, but it's you're playing. You're mm -hmm. playing as you used to play with your toys back in mm -hmm. the days. 
I love that. I love that. (laughs) And the society is approved. (laughs) <laughs> because if you are playing with your toys you will be oh wow sanity play with toys we are playing with toys <laughs> we are playing with other type of toys but we are still talking about the same things that we used to play when we were idols mm-hmm. that's why for me those little girls down over there are telling my own stories in another perspective in the perspective of a childhood how kids see the world how everything is possible. And also for me, it's a reminder to the people to connect with their inner child. The inner child is still there. Mm -hmm. Don't disappear. It's up to you if you want to play with these characters or this idea of your inner child or not. And I can see in your art, you know, drink more water and you have this guy. Come on. (laughs) You're playing with your toys Oh, I'm a kid. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't deny it. Uh, so actually that, that's a good point. How, uh, how important is it for you to get your story across explicitly in your art? Um, I guess the reason why I'm asking that is because you clearly have a story behind why you're using the figures you use and why you're painting what you paint. But when somebody, if a viewer is just looking at that, they might not get that right away. And how important is that for you? Or is it not? I write the stories. Okay. All the pieces have their own stories and the people get the story when they buy the original piece. Okay. And so this, I don't mix to mix. I create stories is what I always say. This is kind of my slogan. I don't mix to mix. I don't do collage to do collage because I just want to mix. No, it's all based on a story that I create. Mm-hmm. And does the people... As soon as they see the piece, they're going to like the piece by himself. But as soon as they read the story, it's going to complement the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just for me, the story needs to be included as part of the artwork because I feel that we are living in a storytelling era. Mm-hmm. Everything coming with more content and narrative. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's good that I finally can put all these stories on paper and people can take them. But at the same time, for me, help me to understand where I am. Mm-hmm. Because storytelling is not just to create stories that make sense to the people. It's to see where you are. Mm-hmm. And why you are painting now or doing collage in this way. Why change? Why you are maybe not using the same palettes? Or why you are not using the same subject? Or why I'm not using the same abandoned places? The stories of the narrative give you the whole conversation and questions about yourself, like why, where I am now, why the things are changing. Because mm-hmm. we are changing, we are in a transformation. And so your art maybe will look the same from 10 years to now, but every collection and every series is telling something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason the, the reason I'm asking is because I, I do a similar thing. All right. I have a whole while I'm working, my mind is just going crazy and I have a whole story for why I'm doing what I've done and what I was thinking about while I was working. And I'll tell the collector that and it takes on a whole new meaning for them and they love that. So I've been trying I'm also obsessed with story right now. Uh so I've been I I've I've also been trying to be a little bit more explicit in the painting so that that story comes through a little bit quicker sometimes because because it it doesn't always um 
again, because when I give the story to a collector or somebody, or even just for myself, like it's the, the piece is so much more powerful when you know the story. So I'm trying to make the connection a little bit more explicit. And I don't know if you, how you feel about that. Does it need to be that explicit or do you like that they have the work and then they see the story and it's not as explicit? Both ways. The reality is, yeah, some people want the story. Some people don't want the story. Some people need it. Some people don't need it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do, I have been doing a lot of art festival through my years. I travel all over United States to Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, and I do these big festivals, fine art festival. And I expose myself to hundreds of people in a weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's good because what I can see when you are in front of so many people trying to talk about your work to make a sale, is how people receive your work. Right. You know, right. it's good because give me the the oh the parameters of how certain people move in a certain way and how other people move in a certain way. And what I find now with the time is, and and this is the part that you need to be very respectful is you open yourself, you offer the option of the narrative. Mm -hmm. or if they know it's it's okay mm -hmm. because i don't need to bombard them with my concept when maybe they are knowing the time that they will understand your concept and it's okay and we don't need to be frustrated because they don't want to hear this story behind your piece mm -hmm. maybe they just lie because they just want a tree and that's right, it right. as simple as that <laughs> Right. They don't care about the girls. It's just the beautiful tree that is there. Um, and that's the thing with art. We don't need to always sell or share the same concepts to everyone because not everyone is in the same place to receive your art as you present it. That, I agree with mm -hmm. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I guess when it comes to the power of story, I guess it depends on what you want to get across. Um, I do have something for you that you might love. You might hate it. I'm not sure. Uh, I just started <laughs> listening to, I don't know if you know Jordan Peterson. He's a psychologist, a little bit controversial in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in some mm -hmm. ways, but he has a whole biblical series that I've been listening to. Uh, and it's on the Bible. You're used to be Catholic. I, I was as well. I grew up, uh, I'm, I'm Italian, so we're Catholic. Mm, yeah. Not anymore, but this series is incredible. Just the, the, the way he describes story and its importance and basically how it's just stories and myths can be just as true as math in a lot of ways by the way that we're telling basically moral truths that have been true throughout history. Uh, these stories are just as these stories could be just as it, it's I'm going to butcher this this description, but it's basically the same abstraction between math and the physical world. You know, so like we have mm -hmm. the abstract concept of numbers. So you have two things and that's just an abstract representation of two objects in the physical world where story is just the abstract representation of either moral truths or truths about society, really. I don't know if any mm -hmm. of that makes sense, but I will suggest you listen to at least the first episode because it's incredible. I, I would like to hear it and I love it because I'm reading a book about myths too okay. at this moment. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I get into this because as a storyteller and always listen to different podcasts, um, I don't know if you sometimes feel lost, lost in the way that, oh, to who I believe or who is God or what is the divine or, you know, like sometimes mm -hmm. we ask 
the bigger picture, like what what what's going on? What's what what is the meaning of life and these beauties and uh, and and what we forgot and what these different people that I have been reading is meets is they are just stories that have been creating through the time to help us to connect with something that is bigger than us. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you need to be a Catholic or you need to be a Buddhist. It's just you need in a certain time of your life, find certain myths that help you to continue with their own your own narrative. Mm-hmm. Because how you pace yourself, how you find peace, how you calm, how you ground, if you don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many options to believe outside, right? We are coming from Catholic uh, tradition, but doesn't mean that that fit anymore with us because maybe in a certain time was helping us to understand who we were. But now we are in another time of our life and meets and meets coming from many ways, from the symbol of peace and love or from the the star of the Jews. And you can pick whatever you want, but Mm -hmm. you need to find it in order to resonate with you and that helps you to kind of like that energy of what is what is out mm-hmm. there what is bigger than me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we always are two humans and we always are like oh no it's everything is fine i can handle those things because you know humans we always are very self-controlling and we want to see everything in the way we want and we forgot that it's more than that life is more than that the beauty of what we have now is because something else is creating all these beautiful elements in our life to understand that we are part of this gorgeousness mm. or divine those meets is important in our life. And, those, mm-hmm. and the storytelling mm-hmm. is connected with the meets and the storytelling is also connected as a you, as an artist, because without any story, who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's either connecting us to something bigger than us, which is sort of giving us something to strive for or basically a purpose in a lot of ways. The other thing it does is it kind of describes certain archetypes, uh, you know, just like describing different types of people or different roles that are out there. Mm-hmm. And then there are just some like constant truths. Like even if you look at a story as simple as the, the what is it? The tortoise and the hare. Think of how mm-hmm. old that, I mean, it's such an old fable, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably thousands. A lot of these myths go back thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And think about today, how true that still is. Like the yep. idea of, of, of slow and steady wins the race and consistency. That's more true now than ever. I mean, for anybody who's mm-hmm. who's pursuing anything in the creative field, we all know that it takes time and it's it's about patience and being slow and taking your time and not rushing like the hare. Like what a mm-hmm. simple story that is. And it's been true for the for thousands of years. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just like an inherent truth. You know, and some people could just see that as a story and brush it off as some fictional story, but it is just an inherent truth. You know, mm-hmm. and the beauty of this is remind yourself that life is very simple. It's not as complicated as mm-hmm. we think. We make it complicated. Humans okay. make it complicated. The stories remind you that life is so simple, and little things works more than bigger things. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a little flower can be more impactful than a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind yeah. of sounds yeah. very what. But sometimes it's how you see in the flower or where you are, where you're seeing this flower, then maybe it's creating a bigger impact on yourself than just mm-hmm. seeing movies over and over. 
than mm-hmm. you didn't change nothing on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's yeah. simplicity. And we, we talk about this, you and San and me in one of our coffees. Simplicity is my number one yeah. uh, rule now. How you how we find simplicity in life? Because it's mm-hmm. too complex at this point. It's too complex. I'm complex. Just Pepe's complex. Plus the life that is so complex creates so much complicity than the only thing that creates this mm. energy that is creating more stress energy. I don't know. It's yeah. Simplicity is ground yourself, ground yourself, ground yourself. Yeah. yeah. The way I relate that to art is when I was younger and before I started painting more and getting into visual art, I would see certain paintings that were like photorealistic or certain things that were like so over the top and complicated. And I was like, wow, that's a great, they have to be a great artist to do that. And then you see certain like Picasso works or something, or I look at them now and it's just like, just like one stroke making up like this really simple bowl or something. And when I was younger, I was like, anybody could do that. I don't get it. And now that I'm now that I'm like further in my career, I'm like, man, that's beautiful. Like to create something like that, that's just so simple and to the point is just genius, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it's so true that like simple is just, that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, what are you working on now that's exciting? Doing my 23 collection. Every year I create 10 to 12 new collages. Um, I'm also working with the concept to go back to maybe video blog or podcast. I used to do radio and radio was one of my favorite things to do back in the days. And I feel that I love the gallery. I love the work that I'm doing, but I miss the conversation element Mm -hmm. to talk with more people. Uh, And I'm finally kind of getting ready to do something that is connected with conversation and um, just, you know, like talk with artists and where they are, you know, it's kind of like this similar, similar mm-hmm. what you are doing here. But yes, I feel that I'm into the point that I need to keep talking. Mm-hmm. I need to keep talking. I, I, I feel sometimes that it's like I find myself in the gallery. I talk with some customer, but I'm not talking of what I want to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I need coffees with Sana or with other artists to just sit <laughs> and talk about whatever, but. I need to talk. I I have so much to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need the outlet. I need to create an outlet to me yeah. to talk. Yeah. Mm. Just, yeah. I can say my art. I'm finding this new outlet. Um, and yes, of course, many other projects, but they are coming with times. You know, and, and, and as people say, you don't have to say too much. Just do what is close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> where would you like people to find you? Okay, um, I will. Uh, I want to invite everyone to find me. I have different outlets as a gallery, as, bla- as at Blind Inset and Instagram or dot com. But same time, I have my own Instagram and it's Pepe Moscoso Art. Um, and soon, also my new website is coming. That gonna have more about me, more as an artist of other things that I do. And so, yes, I invite everyone to connect and have a conversation. And hopefully, we can have this conversation often. I would like to keep talking yeah. with you guys because I think both of you have so much good energy. And and yeah, why not keep the conversation going? But yes, I want to ask you something before I left. Sure. Okay, are you yeah. ready? Yeah. What is your superpower? What is your number one superpower? For me? Um, I think I am a, well, I did the human design 
test and I am a true generator, which means it just bring energy and up and uplift people around you and make people believe in themselves. I know that's my superpower because of the experiences that I've had in life, but that's, I think like making You're people believe in themselves more. I'm a generator. Yeah. That's good. I like it. What about you? <laughs> wow. That's so funny. Cause I was just talking to uh, me and Lily talk about this. She's very much into that. I'm a, I'm a projector. <laughs> So that oh. <laughs> it's actually really funny that me and you were doing this together because I mm -hmm. supposedly I need a generator and you need a, a projector. So I think yeah. we're a good duo. Uh, I actually feel like I have a similar superpower. I, I think I'm good at inspiring other people. Um, mm. I am good at inspiring myself in certain ways. I get more negative toward myself. So but yeah, usually I'm good at inspiring people. Uh, I love talking to I think similar to you. I love talking to people and just getting like just finding out about people. And I think through that, it inspires them. You know what I used to say back in the days when I was in radio, I always tell everyone, for me, the radio, every show that I was doing on air and, and radio is like you open a big encyclopedia mm -hmm. of stories and knowledge because every person that you talk gonna bring you so many goodness, so many good things that makes you happy. And, and that encyclopedia of life mm -hmm. is amazing. You know, nothing compared with that. Nothing. Wow. It was so great to have you on today. Seriously, we have to have you on again because there's so much more that I want to find out. Um, but until then, this has been another episode of Ready Go. All right. Before we go, I just want to tell you a little something. I never subscribe or like or share podcast stuff from any other podcast until there was a podcast I was getting value from. Um, yeah, I was just learning a lot from it. And I was like, you know what? I can't give any money right now. So I'm going to like it and subscribe. And I rated the podcast. And I'll tell you what. I wrote them a really nice review. And first of all, I felt really good about myself because that stuff actually does help. You don't realize how much that helps like grow this thing to be a part of a podcast you love. And yeah, basically to help help them grow. If they're doing something you love, they're putting time into it. Uh, it really helped them. And obviously now I know how much that does help because we are trying to do something that provides you with some knowledge or some insight. Um, so yeah, I felt really good about that. And then they actually wrote me back which felt really cool that like these people that i'm listening to that i'm getting entertainment from and knowledge from just wrote me a nice message and they were like oh that's awesome that you did that so that felt really cool um and if you do have three dollars a month we do have a patreon page uh the link is below we're going to be putting up bonus material so also let us know what kind of bonus material you'd like because we want to give you as much as possible we love doing this we love talking to people and building a community, I think it's really important to have that in this industry. That's like such a solitary industry in some ways. So let us know what you want. Let us know who you want to hear from. Let us know if you want to be on the podcast and we will see you soon. Bye.